You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Say one more word for me. One more word for me. Perfect. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. Can I ask you guys a question? Do it. Let me ask you something. Did you listen to the emo episode? I did. I do a solo ad read in it. Mm. How did I do? It did well. Thank you. Thank you. It it went long, but I felt like, eh, you know what? For 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 solo ad read, because they're hard. You want to keep rambling. Yeah. Hard but to be concise. Tom, Tom, Patrick didn't know, but he led into uh, this this new gimmick we're going to do for this episode like Whoa. perfectly. It's like he it's like he was uh, telepathic. Mm. So uh, thank you, Professor X. Um, he was working on the mill. He must have hit something. <laughs> <laughs> the fumes are mutating his brain, really. Um, yo, uh, thank you to our sponsors, specifically uh, Death Wish Inc. and Close Casket Activities. Today, we're going to focus on our other two, but we're doing it a little different. As Patrick mentioned, sometimes our reads go on. Y'all stick with us. We appreciate you. We appreciate our sponsors. We just like to give them their bang for their buck. And we also know we kind of try to make it interesting. Today, we're gonna try, I am going to try to make it interesting and concise with Ad Read Speed Run. Oh, I like this. Wow. Thank you, Tom. Tom, <clears throat> you have the stopwatch? I have the stopwatch. All right, I am going to do the two ad reads. Please start it when I say go. Stop when I say stop. And we'll just see how long that is. <clears throat> yes, sir. All right. Ready, set. Oh, and I'm also not going to speed read like the micro machines, dude. Uh. <laughs> that would be so impressive, right? Yeah, dude. What happened to that guy, I wonder? Um, Patrick, while I'm doing words. I know while I'm doing this, Patrick, can you please do what you do best and find out what's up with Mr. Micro Machines? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, ready, Tom, set, yes. go. All right, everybody, I want you to go over to runforcoverrecords.com. You're going to go to the web store. You are going to check out the new record by recently signed artist Runner. Runner is a weird name. Sounds kind of like whatever. It's spelled R-U-N-N-N-E-R. Three N's. Easy to find on Spotify. Go listen to the single Awash. This is kind of this like modern post Bonavere, post like spacey, big room, clean, ambient music, folky kind of music. There's sort of a whole world of this. I think Runner's at the top. This is the new single that's on the LP they're putting out, always repeating, not out. You can pre-order it. Looks pretty, cool-looking cover. Their last LP that came out in 2020, very good. I think you should check that out, too. Runforcoverrecords.com. 
The band is Runner. The album is Always Repeating. Check it out. Next one, we're heading down south, going to To Live a Lie Records. So you're going to go to toliveali.com, hit that web store, go over to their new products. Why? Because they had a huge 625 drop. This is what I want you to do. You're going to get a They Live Summer of Love Canal pre-order 7-inch. This is Buffalo's... How do I explain this? Buffalo quietly has this kind of little scene of power violence Mm. that is kind of sick. Um, The band Running for Run for Cover, I think it is, or Running for Cover, uh, did a 12 inch that's one of my favorite like power violence kind of records. But They Live also did a lot of cool stuff. This is a brand new record uh, for 2021, Summer of Love Canal. Get that. You're also going to order the Hatred Surge Grinding Reanimated Violence cassette. 26 songs of live brutality so this was recorded live recordings hatred surge is awesome super underrated in this genre you might want to pick up one of these two shirts the spy service weapon shirt very cool subtle cool way to let the world know you love good hardcore or a funny shirt which i'm going to let you know the to live a lie hardcore mail order adult uh if you haven't seen it it's funny it's cool shout out to will shout out to to live a lie to live a lie.com thank you Stop. Wow. Two minutes, 21 seconds. Boom. Did it. And you know what's uh, funny? The To Live Live one was a little bit longer, and they have shorter songs. I know. So well. That was like an EP worth of music that you just did. Well, Run for Cover is running. And To Live Live uh, is just And living. they had Run in there. Run in there. Um, so, yo, shout out to both those labels. Which of you guys is doing this next week? Oh, I'll do, I'll do I, it any time. <laughs> I want Pat. Pat, you're next. Tom, you come in clean up. All right. All right, Patrick, what happened to Micro Machines, man? Oh, you mean uh, Motormouth John Machetta Jr.? Um, yes. Uh, he, well, firstly, he was dethroned. He, he, has, he can articulate 586 words per minute. Uh, his record was broken twice since then, but he calls bullshit. Uh, he is, uh, he, he, I think he's sitting on a tiny bit of money, uh, mm-hmm. if he saved well, because he's been in a number of shows, including, uh, Transformers, uh, he gets resurrected as, uh, Blur, uh, the Transformer character. That's uh, right. Every, t- every time that Transformers does like a cartoon or series of any type. Um, so yeah, he's, he seems to be chilling. He's only 66, which I find remarkable because he had the face of a, uh, 45 year old man when I was a child. Uh, I mean, that had to be 35 years ago, right? Definitely. Yeah. hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. So, so that dude was like maybe 30. Yes. Yeah, correct. And, and, am I wrong or in your memory? And we were all young. Him and the Dunkin' Donuts guy were indistinguishable from each other. Oh, yes. that's, that's what I learned. Face. That's what I learned. They're living together now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bert and Ernie. Yeah, yo, that would be so good if it was purely platonic, like one bedroom in Encino, but they sleep in, you know, single beds, same room. And they Bert work Ernie like now. opposite times because one guy's got to get up in time to make the yeah. donuts. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, you know, the micro machines left. Yeah. Yeah. He's all night, like fucking coked out of his face, just yelling about fucking micro machines. <laughs> Going to Transformers conventions. Um <laughs> Yo, shout out to that. Uh, guys, how we doing? We didn't do much of a conversational pre, pre-recording. pre uh, h- How are you guys feeling? I'm all right. How's Pat? Working class Pat. Why uh, do you yell Pat? before you came on. Oh, we, we picked Patrick's new gimmick is whenever he has to work at the mill, he's going to listen to nothing but oi 
and like street punk and maybe maybe <laughs> like Americana when he's getting sad. Like put on Bruce Springsteen or other fake shit like that. Yeah. That's my new that is my new gimmick. Uh I, I love working at the mill. Wait, uh, didn't you stop that job already? No, they asked, "Hey, can you work today?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I can." And Tom, <laughs> I was telling I was telling Bob this. My coworker came up to me today and was like, "Hey, how how have you been working out uh, uh, your time? Uh, because uh, I, I usually clock in, but then I have to come to a totally separate site. And today, the boss yelled at me, and and I said, "Oh, I don't clock in." And she said, "How do you um, how do you?" manage your hours and i said oh I, nobody told me and she said <laughs> she said she, she said so how are you getting paid i go oh no i haven't gotten paid yet and she, and she goes what and i said yeah i just need to get out of the house <laughs> you're volunteering for la apparel uh yo so what what uh tom what's the mo- uh office space <laughs> who's the dude who just keeps showing up he hasn't received a paycheck and like Several years. Well, it's also from from in Seinfeld when Kramer's like, you know, it's almost as if you, you know, he, he's like, I'm just doing my best. He's like, it's almost as if I, you don't even work here. And he's like, I don't work here. <laughs> he just showed up one day, and just kept coming back, and he never got paid. But like all the reports he would submit were terrible because he didn't know what he was doing. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's you, you're you're somewhere between Kramer and Milton from the Office Space. So, oh, that's uh, right. He stole my <laughs> stole my stole my my uh with uh, my, my stapler. My stapler. stapler. Nate told me I could have it. I'm going to set the whole building on fire. Uh, real quick, is that movie good, great, or eh? Good. It's good at best. I think it's good. I think it's a solid, good, fun watch. There's. The like weird culture, like how there's people who like have posters of it and shit, and that that can tone down a little bit. But it's a good movie. Yeah, I was talking about this yesterday with somebody. Just the whole like TV show as personality. No, come on, like you know how I feel about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it, like I cannot it. tell you how many people. It's like we, yes, Larry David, amazing. Yeah. Don't make a show your lifestyle. I know. I know. Too many Sopranos is the new one. Yeah. Oh god. It works really out bad. well because people think Tony Soprano is attractive, and it does well for us men of larger carriage that someone thinks he looks attractive. Oh, true. Not not but, a bad thing. I, but he's I like also it. like a you know a powerful guy who's like he's he, and he's a terrible human being, which also adds to the attraction. Mm-hmm. Which which I wish that people would. I don't want people to dive into it because I get sick of people not being able to tell the difference between fiction and reality and like <laughs> assigning moral values to fiction and fictional characters, which is just bizarre. But like, it is very peculiar that people that have a problem with literally everything somehow think Tony Soprano is daddy. That's right. fucking weird, bro. That he's dude is, his, he's his, a racist murderer. I would think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would think that some of you would have a bigger problem. Don't not that I think you should, because it's a work of fiction However, it's weird that the people that usually can't tell the difference. Uh, An abusive, racist, cheating murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Typically not, typically not who we're loving out here. But, hey, it's a work of fiction. So I'm glad that somebody understands the rule that they tell you in fiction and hasn't been the rule in reality for a little while, which is uh, as long as you're good at something, you're fun to watch. And he, he is good at being Tony Soprano. So we, we like that. He's so good at that. When you see him in anything else, or you see him in an, in, or saw him in an interview, you go, why are you putting on that fake voice? Yeah. 
Because he sounds like a normal human being and not like Tony Soprano. I just ate a pound of pastrami. Bring, bring him back, man. Hologram. Um, that was, I mean, yo. it's a good show. It's a good show. And it, this that was not a shot against anyone who likes Larry David. I think Larry David is, is tremendous. But there are certain shows that become like everyone's thing. And it's just like it becomes part of the zeitgeist. And then like it's just it, 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 I don't I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I, I it's um no it's the same it's it's yo you can even wear a shirt buy a thing etc just yeah. don't make it don't make it the one thing like does anyone is if anyone you know this has actually been a larger topic and we'll spin this to hardcore because I was just going to ask you guys both if if Carmela should have fucked Furio because my answer is resounding you know she did. yes <sighs> the implications were there she did I don't think she did I think she should have but you know. Good looking dude, Furio. Um, Bad dude. He was, yeah, he was low key a killer. You know, wait, can I give you guys a scenario? Yeah. You just recorded a, a, a record, or, or you, your record uh, with uh, the band Drug Church is coming out. You guys are the singer, uh, both of you. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a cool gang vocal energy now. And cool. <clears throat> hey, guys, can I get in on this? <laughs> and all right. Uh, your bandmate hits you and says, Hey, I've got your test press at our apartment. Do you want it? Or can I give it to John? John being uh, the engineer that recorded the session. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you answer? How I would answer. I go, I, I, I'd like a copy. I'd like a test press of my own work, but I collect Bob? stuff. Oh, um, at this point in life. Yeah, he can have it. He wants it. I think my question, I'd be like, oh, they want it? because John give a shit? Yeah. Because that's the thing. You know. You know this. How often do they actually care? Very little. If he yeah. wants it, I'm almost flattered. Like, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, you just wait and hit, hit John off with the gold record. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's a good that's answer. Black. That's what you got to say is, yo, I'll wait and give him the, when this thing goes platy, we'll, we'll do it. Okay, um, so I, non-hypothetical, I responded with, I have no use for trinkets. <laughs> Wow, that's really R.I.P. Tawny. Um, Jesus Christ. Yo, uh, oh, so here's the thing. We were talking about this uh, TV show as your personality, etc. Yo, any one thing as your strict personality, don't do it. Fucking red sign on the door. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. If you think if you think about yourself and you go, am I am I a one trick pony? Don't boop 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 change change something change something it's bad i've come encountered i'm i've come encounter i've come in contact with too many adults that are there and i'm looking at a lot of younger folks and realizing they are so repulsed by that just in a like disney adult dude the disney adult and like in the hardcore world there's some folks who are just like i'm just this and it's not like i'm just into hardcore it's I'm just into this specific strain of hardcore, you oh, know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't sell yourself short. I mean, for real, this is, this is a P this is the end of the PSA. Don't, don't be Sopranos is my personality guy. Don't be Larry David is my personality guy. Don't be, uh, I am only in a metalcore guy. Don't be, I'm only into youth crew guy. Don't, don't be one thing. You're better than that. All right. Hey, sorry. You, you guys put me in a weird spot. Um, yeah, I just, yeah. And I wanted to go back because, because a friend of a good friend of uh, Patrick and I, Anna from Atlanta loves, but like legit loves 
Larry David and, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. So she's she's above reproach when this stuff happened, when I was talking about Larry oh, David. Sure. But I, I know a lot of people are like, it's funny. Like, yeah, like that dude's actually re- apparently like incredibly nice and he's not like the dick that he plays on TV. So like you're not basing it on any reality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like the people that are tough when they leave fucking like, you know, Rocky. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, that's everybody, though. You can fight when you leave a fucking that's everybody. UFC movie. Yo, I, I got tattooed the other day by a fellow who he he was talking about UFC and he mm. was like very passionate about, you know, when fellas just start talking to you and, and, and they, uh, you know, we don't have anything in common on the surface of it, but we're stuck together. It's like a barbershop vibe, you know? Yes. And uh, he's like, so you get you into the fights at all? And I was like, no, I'll watch anything that's on, but uh, I can't keep up with any athletes at this point in my life. <clears throat> and I want to go back to this. Remind me. Okay. And he, uh, he's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty big into it. And I said, Oh, tell, you know, talk to me about it. Cause whenever somebody's passionate about a thing, you know, give it, give yeah. it over. I'll give an ear. Yeah. And he was expressing how, uh, like the bane of like a, a, a big time MMA guy is, is the, kind of like a partisan guy, the guy that loves his dude and isn't into this. It's like, you know, like when you just love your team and you won't like my father will watch literally any baseball or basketball game that happens anywhere. anywhere But I know a ton of people that will only watch the Mets and I'm like, then you don't like the sport. You just like your team. Right. Particularly when, and this might not apply to the Mets this year, but particularly when there's like much more exciting teams, you know what I mean? Like you, 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 if there's a really, there's a really exciting team, it, it really does not matter who they, anyway, the point is, uh, and I was saying, yeah, I can, I guess I can understand that. And then we got into the phenomenon and this is like very hack material. Everybody feels this way, I'm sure, but everybody also acts this way in the moment, which is, (laughs) <laughs> when you're watching a sporting event that you couldn't do under any circumstance, physically it is outside of your range entirely. It would be like me try, uh, attempting to be a chess grandmaster right now, uh, but you have nothing but pointed criticism <laughs> for the more talented individual doing the thing on the television. And that is the case. I mean, obviously, sports across the board, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's people watch football every every weekend and think that they could do better if given the same circumstance. But it, it I was, I felt him on MMA specifically because if you've ever been punched in the head, you know it happens really fast. And you really, yeah. and the notion that you could be like, like, oh, Get, get under him! Get yeah, under him. You fuck. yeah, yeah, like it's just so crazy. Like, you know, yeah, and the crowd that goes to that are like, <laughs> like, like WWE everybody's an expert. Level. Everyone's an expert, but like, just you know, and or like watch something that's like, yo, that went three rounds. It was fucking mm-hmm. really incredibly done, but it, there wasn't a knockout, so people would bolt or fucking you know booing and shit. But I'm like, do you realize how hard it is to keep another human being from strangling you? <laughs> oh yeah, like if that's, right, if right. you expend more energy doing that than punching somebody out. Oh, just remind me. I want to go back to Triller after we talk about our, our okay. MMA. I mean, I've got nothing. To, I got nothing more to say. Yo, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Patrick. Finish. I was your just going to say for anybody that hasn't done martial arts or wrestled in high school, for example, the human body against you is the most tiring fucking thing in the world. And it's you're pushing them off of you for. 15 minutes. It's so that weird sucks. when somebody's like, oh, this guy's not conditioned. <laughs> it's like, you know, 
Like, dude, you, you'd, you'd, blow, you'd be blown out walking down the stairs from your seat in the arena to get right. into the cage. Yes. Never mind having, like, a 180-pound person, like, putting all of his weight and all of his power into holding you down along with gravity. Yeah. Yo, here's a question for you both. Patrick, specifically, because you said it, do you really think there's a lot of people sitting at home watching football who think they could do it better? Oh, yes. You really believe that? Oh, yeah. Because I believe there's a lot of... You know, uh, what or that they know better. At Monday. Least. Well, yeah, that's right. Like, but I believe. That? I believe. Like, I believe there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks who think, who do the coaching and think that they. But I don't think half the people who say, "Ah, oh, Eli Manning, what a bum," you know, he can't do it. I think most of them don't think they can. They're just being critical. You know what I, I mean? I think that there is, a, yeah, maybe broadly, but I think that there is a person who played high school football who thinks that if things were just a little different. <laughs> well, you're not Have wrong you there. Have seen like a wide receiver shirtless? Oh, oh it's listen, crazy. You don't need to tell me. I th- I, I'm i impressed. I mean, how old is Chad Ochocinco? Gotta be in his 40s by now. Probably, probably, honestly, Patrick, a couple years older than us. I mean, he might be your age, Tom. Go, yeah, look, go look at his fucking body in oh, 2021. Wild. It's an absurdity. Well, he hasn't played professional football in how long? <laughs> no, it's uh, crazy. Like, probably eight years, man. Um, uh, Born in 78. Yep, there we go. Um, so here's my thing. I I think you're not wrong, but you got to remember this. I went to high school. My high school population was, I think, total, when I graduated, 1,100 people. How many people played on the football team? 50? Yeah. You know what I mean? A good amount of the, those players were not delusional. <laughs> Even the good ones. Uh, you're not wrong. But but do that math out, and you know fifty people out of a thousand to start right. in high school. These, these are the bad apples that ruin the bunch of. So every you're you're game. okay, okay. Just checking, Tom. Let's hit what you wanted to get to. All right. So, but I mean, talking about that, like, there's definitely people at home that're like, why would you go for the fucking quarterback sneak when you could have just went, you know, fucking oh, whatever, whatever. Oh, like, the, that's co- the coaches that right. Well, like, totally UFC right. doesn't have like they're not call- yelling at the corner, being like, "Why aren't you telling this guy to go, you know, shoot yeah. for the legs?" Right. It's just like, why isn't fucking Holly Holm going for the kick? I'm like, motherfucker, she would if she could. They train for this for months on end. Like this is not like. And years, and you know what I mean, in advance. But like they're training for that one particular person. Like they've watched film, they got everything. Like, yeah. Um, oh, but Pat, I thought you'd get a kick out of this because I think I may have um, involved you in a crime. No, oh, all right, very good. I apologize in advance. I'll, I'll represent you if anything happens. Thank you. <laughs> so apparently, Triller, which is that like fucking crazy fucking uh, promotional thing that does like the Jake Paul fights and shit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You got me fighting Jake. I mean, he'd I'll take the him. money. Yeah, he would, man. That dude, I think that dude's he's pretty big and he's got like, you can tell like, oh, you move like, you know what you're doing. It's oh, actually pretty kind of impressive. Everything you just said. I think that dude spends a lot of time doing that, like working on his shit. Yeah. But so there was a whole thing that was like, I forget how many pay-per-views they sold, but the promotion was like, you know, there were at least 1.5 million illegal streams. And we're going to come for all of you guys because we have your IP addresses and blah, 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 blah. We've, you know, we've subpoenaed the VPN companies. We blah, blah, blah. They're like, unless <laughs> you go to our website and you pay 20 bucks. <laughs> and if you don't, then we're coming for you. Did people fall and for this? I, I don't know. But is it like one of those things that like on TV, they'll be like, 
if you show up at this place, you'll get free blah, blah, blah. But they only have it for people that are like wanted for certain crimes. Oh, yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, when you when you try to get a guy on child support and you say, "Hey, you want a toaster? Come down to the Marriott." Yeah, and then it's like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like is it like an entrapment thing, or do they really just want to see like there's enough gullible people that are like, well, I don't want to try to pay for an attorney. I'll pay twenty bucks now. So, I Tom, mean, did, are you saying that you you threw twenty bucks down using Patrick's name? I threw forty bucks down because I made Patrick watch it too. <laughs> uh, they're gonna have to drag me away well i just thought that was funny i was like i mean it's kind of clever because i'm sure it'll work enough that they'll recoup some of that money oh oh yeah. i'm not i'm I, listen i never say this because i think broadly people are entitled to the money that they put it like that they work for in this life but sometimes you can safely say i think they'll be all right yeah, it's pretty easy to part a fool in his money. I think Did there's going to be enough people that'll be like, oh, Jesus. Yep. Okay. I watched it on fucking whatever, and I'm going to pay 20 bucks just so I don't have to, I won't get arrested. How about instead we order gotcha hats for all three of us? Did you guys and, see and, the gotcha yes, hat? And, and gotcha. I mean, he already had it tattooed on him, too. Did you see the gotcha hat video, Patrick? I, yes. I did not. No way. Oh my How? God. Oh my He's too busy being smart and reading. Okay, you need to learning. okay, okay. Just Google gotcha hat. You need to live watch this. Uh I'll it's say this. I didn't by far time. Jake Paul's best thing he's ever done in his life. Uh, I didn't I didn't I couldn't make time for it because I've been watching that South African uh heist video and 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 then special forces guys analyzing it on mm. YouTube. Okay. Stop. I'm with it. All right. Are you watching the gotcha hat video? Uh, hold on. I think there's one that says gotcha hat, the complete saga of how Jake Paul. And you can go to, let's see. Has he got a, he's, he's got a cute hat. Um, now, is that go, Jake or is that Logan? I don't care. It's Jake. So it's, it's at a promo event. All right. Go to 29 seconds in the gotcha hat, the complete saga of how Jake Paul went viral. Um, gotcha hat. Gotcha, G O T C H A space. Oh, gotcha. Hat. Yeah. Like, gotcha. gotcha nose. Gotcha. Yeah. So Complete go to about 29 style. seconds. I, I've got celebrities react. Hold on. Uh, this one is, come on, star cards? I don't know. It's the first one that showed up in my search. Okay. It's too good. This is, this is riveting podcasting. D- d- I don't this is he, important. This is, like- everybody should watch this video. Do you got it? Hmm. Oh my god! All right, should I have to chat with the link? I'll hit the you chat. Know, Grandpa, <laughs> god damn it! I, I've got five hundred. I've got five hundred gotcha hat videos, but not the complete Hold saga. On. Hold on, here it is. I'm sending it to you right now. Um, A two G. There we go. All right, all right. Yes. So, so really, where does it start? Sorry, I'm trying to see. I'm kind of excited. Right. Yeah, it's really good. All right, sent the link. Go to he he's got like some other parts where he's clowning. All right. I'd say you can start at one ten. Yeah, start at one ten and you'll be safe. Put the, okay. It's put hot the at one fifteen. Yeah. Hold on, I'm getting I'm getting a Panera ad. Me too. Fucking you said what, really what time? One what? One ten. One one ten, yeah. And it's going to get right, real everybody. hot around I'm, I'm doing this in real time, everybody. You sure you're not doing it in slow motion? You'll never like Jake Paul more. <laughs> okay. I mean, both those dudes oh, I are hear fucking it. I hear assholes. It. 
What is this? Oh, oh. gotcha. He got his hat. He got his hat. <laughs> Thank you, Jim Ross. So there's a video, but it was mixed in the saga. But even before this, he's like, the internet's been boring today. I'm going to steal Floyd Mayweather's hat. <laughs> Yo, I mean, look, Jake Paul's good at what he does. Let's not, I mean, we can feel however we want to feel about him, but fuck. He's good at this job. Oh, he's so good. And if you go to jakepaul.com, you can get Gotcha Hat merch. I already Lots bought of it. Lots of it. And, and it was up ready, like ready to rock that day, like minutes later. <laughs> Which one of these dudes is the potential sex offender? Is that Logan or is that Jake? Oh, I, haven't, I haven't heard. One of them is definitely like being accused of, of sexually assaulting a woman. I don't know which one that is, but I hope they both get their brains beat in. And I hope someone beats up. And I hope someone beats up Floyd Mayweather too, because he's abusive as well. I was, I was going to say it's hard to pick favorites on this particular one. Yeah, I mean, I, is, is there a way the whole ring explodes with three of a minute? I don't. Know. I don't um, know if we can blame the one guy for being brothers to the other guy. No, but he was one of the guys who's the one that went to like the suicide forest. That one doesn't bother me. Look, it doesn't bother you. It bothers other people whose families died there, man. Suicide forest. Look, it, it, and these dudes are two bro fucking douchebags. See, that, now, we're, now we're drilling in on the real crime. No, 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 no. The sex offender guy is sexual assaulter. Fucking idiot. <laughs> well, okay, that's the real problem. But, 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 the, but I thought that when people got worked up over the suicide forest thing, that it, if if that man didn't look like an idiot bro from Ohio, people would be like, eh, eh. you know what I mean? So, like, I think it's unfair. Just because somebody looks like a shithead doesn't mean that we got to, like, feel differently about it. I mean, he's shown he's a shithead, though. Well, he's just, it looks, I loved, as a kid, I like jackass. If, if you're telling me that the guys from Jackass wouldn't have taken a photo with the fucking suicide guy, I would say you're wrong. You know what I mean? Lo- so like, Logan I, can't make, Paul. I can't, make different, can't make different rules for, for the Pauls. Logan Paul is the one who did the suicide force thing, but in his, in his favor, he is red-green colorblind. Okay. All right. Well, so am I. So what the fuck is that? Mean? That's, I'm just saying you gotta. You can be like, oh, like like red green he's colorblind. Disabled brotherhood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Share. Oh, he's other. He's differently able. So he's, he's yeah. A, we can, I'm going to, to I'm going to share public. likes with likes. Um, I have. To, I'm looking at their wikis trying to see who has more stuff. I'm not seeing an accusation on here, but that doesn't surprise. No, there's we'll one of them to, recently. We'll like. have to go deeper. This one, yeah. Let's see. Okay. So, uh, guys, Hardcore. Uh, hardcore's um, back, right? Like, shows are happening. You guys know this. Shows are happening. There's tours. I've seen, Pat was at one. Yeah. Do you, need the, one. do you need the LA scene report? Pat showed up to one that he wasn't built for. <laughs> the LA fact. scene report, Tom, that I got was, oh, Eric and Patrick were there, but they didn't stand up front. So... <laughs> well, can I, Bob, Pat, can I give you my report that I got from you? Please. Because I was texting Pat on the side because it was sure, late. And sure. I was like, I don't want to wake up Bob. Sure, sure, sure. And he goes, yo, man. He's like, I'm not built for this. He's like, as soon as I got here, I needed a big person. I, I texted Justice. <laughs> I go, wait, weren't you with Eric? And he's like, yeah, like I said, I needed Justice. I and got there and I said, oh, yeah, this situation's a little hectic. I said, who do I know? <laughs> I started texting my big friends. I said, "I gotta find, I gotta find somebody that can uh, stand in front of me." Should there be a wave of human beings? And there was. Do you think your big friends feel a little bit like, I don't know, misused when you start pulling that card? Like, oh, I'm, you're only you're only hitting me up because I can save you. Listen to to each their needs 
to eat. What is it to, to each their abilities and to each their needs. Okay. Uh, I wasn't built big. Some people were, you know what I mean? With great power comes great responsibility. So justice owes you protection because he, he's built differently than you are. He's built differently. I'm, I'm a Did little... he respond to you? Was there text? Or was there cell service? Yeah, he, he, <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, and he, and he said, you're on your own. No. Yes. Yeah, so he responded. Um, he had of course a, it's Pat. It's Pat from Drug Church. Of course he fucking was he had an he had, he had a nice vantage. I was I was uh, down in it uh, with a. a I was dying to see what that vantage was from. Like he he was posting video. I'm like, did you like climb up there? Like, did you like free solo that shit, or is that like on a real building? No. So so it wasn't a building. It was uh, he was on the over. He was on the incline of uh, a hill, and this event took place underneath that road. And then, not to be confused with the the uh, the overpass that also went over this. So, if you could imagine, this happened on the hill. There's a road on the hill, and then there's also a freestanding overpass that goes yeah. that kind of goes over it. So, uh, he was up there. Uh, he he was not in a dangerous uh, spot. Uh, he was smart. There was one kid that made me so fucking nervous mm. that I basically couldn't enjoy myself. Was it the uh, black metal kid? Which kid is that? There was, there was, because uh, no, my buddy Brian took photos. He's like, I was there on stage until I caught a, a stray elbow in the mouth, and I thought I, then I figured I had enough. Yeah. Then he left. Yeah. But he has this picture of this guy. Like, it looks like he's standing on like the rubble of a church. Okay. So this whole black metal regalia, like looking over the proceedings. I did not see that dude. I saw a heavy set gentleman who was on a concrete outcrop, uh, the, uh, clearly of a, a a road that used to be there and has now since been removed. And, uh, he was on one side of him. There was a probably 25 foot, 30 foot drop, uh, to, uh, the area that people were, that the show was happening. And then on the other side, so uh, to give you an idea, if he tilted left, he would have fallen into the area that the show was happening. And if he tilted right, he would have fallen 60 feet onto concrete, which is, mm. the, uh, it was the portion of the LA river. And this is the part of the whole event that made me nervous. It was the portion of the LA river that does not have an incline. It is just straight up and down. Oh, uh, oh. And so there was a chain link fence, a low, maybe like, you know, three foot high chain link fence, uh, protecting you from that. Look at Pat caring about other people. Yo, I, it's I, weird. I have a, I, very, cares. He cares. I have a very weird thing about, other people in heights and it goes back to being a child. Like when I was a kid, like if I'm at a, you see somebody like fall off the egg or something. I don't know what I saw, but I, it's always been a thing. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, when you with Tom, this doesn't apply to you because you, you were, you were from Brooklyn, but when you're in your teens, mm. people are like, Oh, there's a party in Brooklyn. And you yep. go to the party in Brooklyn and inevitably everybody ends up on the roof. Yep. And everybody yeah. no is sides. fucking hammered except for yep. you. And you're just looking at this with great anxiety. And no, it gives me like the fluttery part in your stomach. Yes. Oh, I'm going to watch somebody fall to their death. I can't. I, and I'm sober, so I'm going to have to talk to the cops. Exactly. Or the oh, yeah. Well, no, I get it. it. When the cops showed up at this thing, I was like, damn, I'm old and I'm sober. I was like, I'm definitely. I got, I got no excuses. I got no excuses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like when I jaywalk, I get a ticket, but there's like, 
you know, there, there's a guy in the middle of the street throwing cans at cars and, and he just gets like a, like a, like a, Hey, get out of the road. But I get a ticket every time. And I'm, I'm like, fuck, this is like where you appear more responsible than everybody else. So you are going to get <laughs> the neck tattoos might've thrown them off though. I mean, God willing. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. So here's the deal. It was, it, it was just me submitting me. It was just missing the greasy saxophone player from lost boys. Exactly. Right. Mm. Uh, it was incredibly fun. People can have whatever opinion they want of it, but as someone that was there, my scene report is very fun. Yeah, we're 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 way past. We've we as a society now that we're a few weeks out, we've passed the point of needing to have an opinion on this in a any sort of standing way other than was it fun or not? Okay, cool. Highly there lit. There we go. Um have you let's let's not pull back the curtain, but uh, there's stuff that's slowly starting to seep out and people, depending on who you know or do or like what friends have bands and et cetera. Have you guys caught wind of any shows that you are particularly excited for come this fall and you don't need to mention it. You can just talk about the excitement of having stuff to look forward to. I have, I bought, uh, I purchased my first return to venue ticket. Ooh, you want to share Julian? Uh, yeah, I can see Julian Baker is playing the beacon theater. Okay. Okay. And then also, you know what? I, I, I they didn't Ticketmaster didn't do a great job at promoting all this stuff. Mm. But like, I think I have. So me, me and Chris from Western Mass got uh-huh. got like last minute tickets to see Guns N' Roses and Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> That's awesome. At Giant Stadium because you're like that sounds fun. And it was like fifty bucks. We're like fucking yeah. sure. Then it got canceled. But they moved it, and it's like, oh, it's like a Thursday in August. I'm like, anyone gonna let us know? Right. And then I have Rage Against the Machine sh- tickets with Audley, but I don't know what happened with that. But that's happening at the Garden at some point. Wow. So I have some things. you got some things. I don't know of any like kind of like, did you hear that fucking so-and-so and so-and-so were playing yeah. anywhere other than that? Uh, anything that's not been then out there. Yeah, yeah. I Although, think you know what I noticed? You do, I feel you like know. bands are, are announcing stuff before venues are. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I think because bands have the info and are dying to announce anything. Um, and venues are up to their gills and figuring out what the fuck they're going to do and how they're going to do it. So um, uh, by all accounts, from what I was told was that as of right now, 2022 bookings through Live Nation are double what they were in 2019. Like wow. twice as many events. Uh, is that because they took over everything or just because people were dying to play? I mean, let's uh, no, I don't think it's a takeover. I think it's I think it's like comparable like quantity. It's just that they have double the amount of events, just more. I mean, what's the uh, more inventory is the, the industry term. Um, just more stuff happening because, you know, there was a bunch of stuff that was canceled and pushed and then filling every gap will be people who are dying to go get out there. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, and that's only Live Nation, so that doesn't I mean, how much how much do you think Live Nation events account for the world of hardcore that we talk about? Is it is it like 15% maybe? I was going to say 10. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, 10 to 20. Yeah, that sounds moment. about right. Like so I have a feeling it's going to be a busy time. People who are amped up and ready be there. Patrick, what about you? You got any live events you're excited for other than uh, your own? Uh other than my own, I don't I'm not aware of any. I'm uh, trying to balance a lot of shit here. Do you want you want a little insight into my uh, struggle right now? My my problems. Let's see your playground. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? <laughs> How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. <laughs> uh, so I'm in a situation where I have uh, uh, two bands uh, that are getting tour offers, and I also have a girlfriend who I haven't seen in a year because mm-hmm. she lives on another continent. Mm-hmm. So now I have to, and th- they're being not at all forthcoming about when uh, Australia will open up. Right. So now I have to potentially say no to, no to tours, uh, because they might open up. Does that make sense? And uh, because Australia might open up, but then if they Mm. don't open up, I just cost my bandmates a respectable size, uh, a chunk of their income. So, it's pretty selfish. I'm in a no-win situation, but I also can't jam up the girlfriend because a I want to see her, of course, but also you can't go two years. I'm touring a no, lot this upcoming can't. year, and you can't go two years without seeing your girlfriend unless you're. I mean, you got at war. You got three things. You're gonna have to break up on them. I I can't do it. No. You're gonna have to like like have them all you know execution style. Oh, many hardcore in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the dirt, <laughs> dirt bike. The guy from fucking uh, Walking Dead with the ba- with the bat with the nails. Mm, true. Yeah. What's Jeffrey Dean Stanton, whatever the hell his name is. Yep. Mor- yep. Morgan. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have to. I mean, self defense might have to catch one in the back of the head. Whoa. Oh no no. Drug no. charge makes you money. Self defense makes you feel good. Tom. But so does your girlfriend. Tom. Wait, I don't care oh about my money god. though. Oh my god. Well, your rent does. Your landlord does. Listen. And your fucking daily trips to Whole Foods cares about money. <laughs> 
Tom, listen. I feel like you might as well have just said, hey, Patrick, why don't you... Uh, your mom, eh, she doesn't have that much longer. Just push her in the grave. Yeah, listen. Am I wrong, though? What are you going to do? I mean, I would... You can't do that to other people. You go, hey, man, like, I might have to cancel this tour that we just got because, like, I got a two-week window to go to Australia and I got to go. Like, Oh, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell them that straight away. You know what I mean? I, I, listen. Can you get... What about... Here's an idea. Nobody's ever accused me of being considerate. You know what I mean? No, it's not like, it's no, not, it's not like I'm going to ruin my reputation here. I've I, come to realize that. <laughs> what about... What about, like, a special edition self-defense tour without you like how they did like dillinger with mike Patton, or like dillinger with sean from coalesce they do like self-defense family with drew thompson oh uh, uh, yeah or a guy from uh, uh coalesce um the, the uh, I mean, so i i would be open to that but i think that people i think people still want to see me maybe maybe that's not true maybe they do better without me but the point is i love doing self-defense stuff and i don't like I do drug church, obviously for more than money. It's not like it's an actual, in, it's not like an actual adult income, but, but it is, but it's more of an adult income than, Oh, sure. So, so I mean, you guys, you have a hunt, like a fucking hundred thousand listeners or whatever you're doing. All right. Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, I feel blessed that at my advanced age, uh, uh, opportunities blessed are coming, uh, uh, opportunities are coming to me now. <laughs> right of course not when you were 28 but yeah. now that you're 30 you get all the fucking exactly right so like it, it's uh but the, anyway the point is bob let's game plan this oh, no, we can. Uh, first and foremost the good man is not the good citizen so let's put that there that's this is this is patrick kinlan here um i believe that what the easiest solution tom you tell me your thoughts patrick has to relocate to perth as his home base for the next year between tours it might be your only option i know but that's right but that's the problem is that it it is this isn't like a flex because i think that there's many 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 bands who are finding themselves in the same position because of the thirst is there for live music i might not if i took all the offers that we have i would have no break for a year so right. like if i for for me to say no to things uh it means that i have to like zero out like two months in the middle of winter to not go to Europe and make money so that I can spend that time with my partner. Now that's fine. My partner and I need to spend time together and I'll tell my band to piss off. But if I tell them, they don't listen to this, do they? Yeah, they will, who fuck them? But if, if I tell them to piss off, yeah. Self-defense. I can sing better, and I'm available. Oh <laughs> no, I was talking okay. about I was talking about drug church. Drug church okay. is going to get a lot of offers over the winter, but yeah. the it, I'm sure. But, but here's the thing. I will tell people to piss off. No problem. The problem is if then Australia doesn't open and people right. are sitting on their thumb going, then you're jammed up. Then yeah, you're real jammed up. That's okay. what I'm saying. So, so what I'm is in a the position. That's what I'm saying. What, what, it, so the real thing is to enable them to say no. When it's convenient for you, those dudes see. I mean, I seem to remember these fellas like to be around for the holidays for their shit, right? They like to be around for Thanksgiving and or uh, Christmas, all that kind of thing. Or are they trying to say, "No, nah, fuck it, we'll go full, we'll go live the whole time." I mean, this this because if you can, you can go, you can bust out and go down there. Then now that is is that a safe enough window of hope? <sighs> I, I, That's what I I'm know. saying. You know what I mean? Like, oh. yo, who's trying to tour in December? Shit sucks. 
Snow roads, man. Get out of here. Oh, January. No, no. Get out of here. These are these are all European offers. It seems like people oh. want to go to Europe. Um, yeah, that's or right. bands want bands wants to go to Europe. Anyway, listen again, everybody. This isn't a fucking flex. It, it, it's uh, uh, j- just it's where subtle. it's subtle just where flex. I find myself right now. But like, it is a if, humble brag. If I was a younger man, it's very conceivable that I this could be my only job this year, which would be dope, right? But like as a as like an an older gentleman, I will probably have to work while I'm on the road. Point is that uh, this would all be lit, except you know, the, the pandemic, not being able to see my girl for a year, can't go two years. That's like, that's like a deployment in the, 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 uh, Western front. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not, it's not acceptable unless you are. Now she can't come to you at any point. No. So, uh, Australia is right? being obnoxious. They just changed their rules again. Uh, they basically, whenever they give information, they give worst case scenario as though that's policy. And then everybody freaks out and then they go, guys, that was just worst case scenario. And they go, but okay, but tell us what's happening. And they refuse to tell anything except for doom and gloom. So it's like, I mean, it's look for, uh, sorry for everybody that doesn't give a fuck about my problems, but here's what it is. Uh, There's a lot of people, while people are concerned about the lives of their grandparents in the pandemic, as I've talked about on this podcast, there's also a great many people who have been separated from their children, children for a year. Uh, And, you can you can look at my situation of being like, well, you and your girlfriend are, uh, God willing, going to have uh, many years together, blah, blah, blah. There's people who have, by the time this is over, they will have missed two years of their children's lives. And those people are aggressively lobbying Australia, and Australia is not hearing them. So uh, it is, uh, uh, by the way, have we talked uh, to pivot us into Italy for a second? Uh, I'm there's gotta be something that we pay in a similar respect, but there is a a tax, uh, in Italy that people complain about every, every year. A VIG. And and I forget what it's called. I forget what it's called. (laughs) I forget what it's called, but they, the idea is that it exists in a fund for people, Italian citizens who are stranded overseas. And it actually, people got to use it this year with the pandemic they put all the Italians on a cruise boat and said, okay, this is where you're going to quarantine, which probably was scary because cruise boats, we were told, were, were coffins at the time. But the point is, isn't that, if you had to th- encapsulate what is the function of government, you paying in on a thing for 20 years and actually seeing your money's worth when the shit hits the fan, sounds pretty good. I was like, wow, good good work, Italy. Sign me up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, long story short, uh, yes, I'm excited about tours. I'm also a bit uh, irritated that my life is uh, a, a balancing act between uncertainties that uh, take place in the uh, near distant future in a way that doesn't allow me to plan properly. Life in shambles. Life in shambles. Um, it really sucks, man. Sorry. So <laughs> many problems. So many bands. Tom, I've oh, so many people bands. want my bands to play and have a pretty girlfriend in Australia. My life. <laughs> yeah, life could be a lot worse. I'm just. I'm, this, you know. this, is, this is Patrick's moment screaming in the rain at Shawshank. It's like, oh. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, as people just get excited about shows, I want to just put this out there. If you're not comfortable, don't go to shows. Uh, if yeah. you think you're in a high risk profile, don't go to shows. Yeah. Just when do what feels there, comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's no pressure. Uh, 
Hard, so we'll be around. Yes, yes, yes. Hardcore will survive. Um, what we got? Are we going to see a Colossus show in the fall? Uh nah, nah. Okay, we're holding off. All right. Maybe end of the year. Okay, I don't know. Things got to be right. Okay, that's that's the energy. Get it right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys want to do a couple questions before we go? This is. Yeah, let's please. just wrap it up now. Why not? Let's wow. call it. No, um, let's do let's do a couple questions. We talked about forty five minutes of Pat's bullshit. Yeah, my bad. Jake Paul and Pat. No, it's fun. What yeah, Jake, Jake Paul and Pat, two annoying white guys. Um, okay, <laughs> both, kidding, both real that. killers in the ring, though. <laughs> Yo, Pat probably has some good footwork. That's what you oh. can tell, though. Like that's what I learned, like watching him beat up Nate Robinson. I was like, Nate Robinson's a bad dude. He's in fucking shape and he's an athlete. It's like, oh, you don't have like the footwork that it takes to really punch somebody and like. And avoid being punched. That really that was very telling. Yes, and and like I gotta say, Jake Paul knows how to throw a punch. And, yeah, and and like Nate Robinson's not small. Jake Paul's got got wings on him. Like he was just he. He's a large dude. Him. He's probably like if he's What's probably your height, dude. Uh, he might be my height, and then wrap wrap a big uh, maybe wrap pad around my upper body. So yeah. um, one <laughs> one he's twenty four years old. Wow. Um, let's see, seventy six. So yeah, he he's almost exactly my height. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah, right there. Um, maybe even an inch taller. Is he? Let's see. Oh yeah, he's he's six four. So he's got a he's got like an inch and change on me at least. Maybe like two inches. Um, wow. Yeah, bang. He's a big dude. That's not if you see him, he's towering over Floyd. Floyd's a small dude, but Floyd's also like. He's got so. Anyways, enough Jake Paul. I mean, talk. Floyd will fuck him up. Let's be realistic. <laughs> oh, now with the gotcha hat, Patrick, fall down a rabbit hole of all the other videos of Floyd Mayweather stomping around, like having like a ready to murder, complete tantrum meltdown, complete. If Jake Paul stole my hat, I don't think I'd feel that strongly about it, honestly. I mean, it's also it was definitely some WWE. Yeah, yeah it's a work. <laughs> I. Uh, how do you feel about like? he's got to have fast hands to take something off of Floyd Mayweather's head. But I mean, they were in like a scrum. Yeah. Well, like it, he's thinking he's going to get it like a question answered and like ask him. And then I did the forensics. He did a really smart thing when he puts up the fingers in it, Floyd's face to say, let's call whoever. Yeah. He's doing the, the, the fake out. He's getting his other hand ready. So his other hand is whoop ready to oh, do yeah. the gotcha hat. We're going to the tape. Okay. Yeah. You go to the right. table. Like, call Al Smith to get this done. And he's like, I don't need to call Al Smith. I'm my own man. Right I'm my own man. Boom. Yeah. Got him. And that's all needed to happen. Um, Yo, fucking, what's his face? Mayweather needs a shape up, though. Uh, yeah, what's going on with his hair? I was. I don't know. Apparently he was balding. So maybe that's. Yo, like the, he should be. That's probably why he got big mad. He should be shaved head all the time. That dude looks real good with a clean head. Real good. I don't know what's going on. All right. Taylor from Virginia hits us. Please. Hey guys, you were all recently discussing what three records you would hold on to if you could just choose three in so many words. I want to share my list. Minor Threat Out of Step. Yes. Blacklisted Heavier Than Heaven. Any notes? Good choice. Yesterday I re-listened for the first time in a bit. What a powerful and unique record. God damn it, so good. And when it came out, I must have listened to it every day. Hmm. And Sig all scratched the surface. Still my favorite killer picks. Record. Killer picks. Did, did Pat write this? Yeah. yeah. Pat's secretly been Taylor from Virginia. One of my burner accounts. Yeah. Um, that's what he just sends. That's what he's doing all day at the mill. So he's like, oh, I write all day. It's just emails to Axe Grind. <laughs> Separate thought. 
I remember before Half Heart and the Things We Carry came out and Bridge Nine released a sampler that included The Machinist. My truth is that I was initially turned off by how good the production sounded. I was expecting their EP, which sounds like garbage, and was shocked, and that's my uh, editorial there. I was expecting their EP and was shocked when I heard that new song. It didn't take me long to understand its power and get on board, but at first my thought was, no, too professional. Now that's the expectation and the norm, and I'm used to it. Maybe it's because I came to hardcore from punk and my first hardcore purchases after Satisfaction were Discord's first seven, four seven inches and the Grill Biscuits EP. Maybe I was annoyed that my local heroes were really going for it and I was just immature. I was around 21 at the time. I moved far past that in my late 30s, but now do people even pay attention if it doesn't sound pro? Just thought that could start some discussion. Take care and keep it up. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. So uh, I responded. I said... You're not the first, and you likely won't be the last who's felt felt the yes, thank you. Felt the this is too good in regards to production on a punk or hardcore record. I wonder how much less we'll hear that from future generations. So the question is to you guys: Uh, Are we past the this sounds too good energy, or is it here? I mean, I have my answer, but I'd like to hear yours. I don't think we're past it. Completely, no. I think some, uh, and I learned this from our our man on the street, Alex. Like some people, like go for that like shitty ninety sound, like on purpose. <laughs> yes. That like for us, it's like yo, you could like record this in your in like your buddy's studio apartment, and it'll sound better than like you know fucking satisfaction does. You know, but like people are like, no, we're gonna go for like that ninety six like Castle Heights sound. <laughs> Right. Like recording wise, like not even like the music itself, but like the recording when like none of us had access to any decent recording studios. Yep. You know what I mean? And I think that's, you know, part of like the the current like sort of not to go say zeitgeist again, but like people want to kind of be to use not just the music, but the vibe of the recording from back then. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's like completely gone. Patrick. Uh, I mean, there's a limit, you know, there's two produced for a a punk or hardcore record. Uh, and of course everybody's mileage varies on this. Uh, there's also a limit going the other way. And yeah, if you, if I believe that the, the Overton window of, uh, acceptable discourse within production is, is now headed, it's drifting towards the uh, overproduced rather than the underproduced. So, uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not talking to you. Dog, I don't know if you can hear this dog. That's yeah, like, we can hear him. Yeah. I couldn't hear him. I was just, I was just like, oh, Tom's airing out his real feelings. No. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. But like, this dog is like night and day, like fucking yapping, man. Sorry. No, it's all right. I love dogs. <laughs> I love Pat I was telling you to shut the fuck up. Sometimes I feel like I need to tell you to shut the fuck up, but th- this was not it. There's someone who who was listening to the podcast who was like, "Thank God!" Oh, oh definitely. So yeah, uh, like it, yeah, it was like ASMR for like thirty percent of the people that listen. Like, oh, I've wanted to say that for three years. Yes, I know all of you are Team Tom. You're in his DMs all the time. I know. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know what? I'm a, I'm a charming Irishman. Yeah, you, you got the, you got that likability. <laughs> So, uh, 
I, I don't know. Look, Tom's right. There are people that are that are cosplaying uh, shit sounds, uh, and being overproduced is, is, by my measure is not popular with hardcore bands. It was potentially maybe a thing during the kind of like there was an era of Bridge Nine and Deathwish that probably leaned a little produced, even for my tastes. You know, uh, I think we're out of that at the moment. And I think that things are mostly appropriate. Uh, when somebody does like a full goofy cosplay, want to sound like 1984, uh, it rarely works in my view. Um, but you know, still a lot of it, I guess. So I don't have any answer to your actual question. (laughs) I'm just going, I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah. That's, that's what we do here. We think out loud. Um, yeah, I mean, my Tom said it well, you said it well, um, the deal is there is going to be someone out there who thinks your sound is too shitty or too overproduced right now. We're definitely leaning in the, the main reservoir of hardcore that people are going for a bit more a produced sound. Um, that said, you'll find pockets that go for a much more specific sound. Some that are going for like a mid nineties, hard hardcore sound uh there's people going for the 84 sound but maybe not doing it so on the nose and you know like some of the best records are the ones that are taking inspiration not just from the music but also some of the production points um that's not weird it's only weird i think it's only weird when it's like full cosplay like hey let's nail it to a t what are you gonna say so like do you think like Pat was saying, like, oh, if you're going for a certain style, if you wanted to, you know, if you're doing a a 1984 type band, yeah, and you're trying to make it sound like 1984, do you think, you know, when you were a kid and you were coming from more from like the punk angle, yeah, like was like the in my eye stuff to produce for you? Because I think they brought that production, like Floor Punch didn't have it. I was going to say, and ten- I don't even know if Ten Yard Fight had it. Ten Yard Fight did not, for sure. Uh, I'll let Bob finish, but that's a, I think that to my ear, that would be the band that, that pushed that more produced angle towards that sound. So you'll both understand this answer just for me. No, not a problem at all. Like I I really love the, in my eyes LP. I I think it sounds good. I I really like the sound of it. I was never, especially, and I was also young, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. So, so I didn't start getting too persnickety. Like, if anything, I think when you're young, and I was coming out of grunge, you know, I'm sure people who are coming out of like, you know, like thrash metal in 85 might have felt differently and had different production senses. But like, I was coming from fucking Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots. Like, I wasn't like used to bad recordings. Right, I my ear developed towards them, um, so to me, even you know, they, my SLP was fine. It was good. This is where you get the parsing, and I knew people who were like, "Oh, I prefer the demo," and it's not like right. the MI's demo sounds like total trash. It sounds wow. it sounds really good for a demo, but the demo doesn't sound as good as the LP. And there's, I don't maybe not all the L- demos. No, the whole demos on the LP, but they're re-recorded for the LP. So you have people who are like, no, no, I prefer the demo. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but some people would certainly say the production. So um, it wasn't for me at all 
But again, I was young and I'm sure I would find people who are coming from more of the punk side who would be like, oh, if they if they fucked within my eyes, they were fucking with the demo over the LP. Right, because if they're coming from like that youth of today's school and they're like, this is way too clean. Right. And I mean, yo, when you, man, think about the hubbub about the youth, youth of today reissues in the late 90s. Like, right. Like, I can hear stuff. Yeah. So, so for this. people who are uninitiated, because this is now 25 year old data, which is fucking um, crazy. Yes, it is. Time goes by like a clock tick tock. Um, Patrick, that's for you. Um, the, the Youth of Today records were reissued in the late 90s with new covers and uh, that were a little more. I want one of you to fill in the word. The new, the reissue covers were a little more blank. Uh, I don't know who was involved in how how, how political. Oh no, I'll, I'll I mean, Rev did it. A, a little more dog shit. Okay, they were terrible. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so they like were unrelated they were... to the band. Awful. They, oh, they wait, were... wait, 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 wait. I'm sure this is a full episode, and we might have touched on this stuff before. But quick aside, uh, that that or the negative approach uh, uh, discography. Oh, yeah, yeah the... discography. Which one? Which one gives you? is more likely to make you shake with like sort of like a, the a youth of today ones, the, the negative approach, at least I felt like was like some sort of like, Oh, they really like the Terminator, uh, <laughs> original Terminator graphics stylings and, uh, love negative. It, it feels like a maniac did it. It does. Youth of today like ones. <laughs> so the youth of today ones are reimagined, you know, they, they reimagined them with an updated <laughs> style and right. it's, they reimagine it, them as if they never saw the original covers. It's like someone seeing a 1979 Ford Bronco and being like, yo, that's a cool looking car. But you know what's cooler? The new Tesla truck. Let's update the Bronco to look like the Tesla truck. It's like, no. no. And you you know, of like, you know how people say like Lonzo Ball looks like a seven year old drawing Drake from memory? Oh. <laughs> That's, uh, that's first time I've heard that, but you're you're uh, not wrong. Whoever said but that, but it was kind wrong. of like, yo, man, like break down the walls is like, and all of them can't close my like they're so yeah. fucking iconic, you know, iconic. Yeah, and you're like one of them just has a xed up fist, like a sweaty fist on it, doesn't it? With a green saturation color over it, um, <laughs> it's just unfucking believably bad. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's ass. So, so <laughs> I mean, I'm colorblind and I'm offended. So here's it's the thing: ass. for a generation, like yo, I'll be real. When I was 16, those were the covers I knew. I didn't know yeah. the original covers, you know. And I think that's true for a lot of people because Rev reissued them in the CD era, reissued them on CD and vinyl and cassette. I'm pretty sure. They yep. were mass available by the mid like mid nineties, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, right in there, um, and so they were everywhere. So those, and I remember being so like those covers didn't mean anything to me. They were just like okay, and then you see the original covers, and you go, whoa, wait a second, this is something different. And all of a sudden, it's weird because it's a visual continuation of the early eighties hardcore style, but a little cleaned up and. The lines, the colors, like I could get real dorky on this, but the records are very iconic looking and it makes sense yeah. and it fits the band. And I'm not even going to say that the redone stuff doesn't. It was a reimagining and sometimes reimagining, especially with new tools, um, can go a different kind of direction. So 
That is to say, there was so much hubbub, not just about the art, which we just went crazy about. They changed the music. They cleaned it up, maybe added a guitar thing here or there, but just tightened everything up. And again, people were bummed because people didn't. They, did they edit one of the songs? Am I making that up? Am I having fucking Mandela effect? Uh, there was lots. Did they like cut off something? There was lots of know. lots of talk about were there added vocals, were there added guitar stuff, and I, I don't know. There's there's information out there about this that's, uh, you know, get your life right from the source. So I'm not going to be the one to do that. Uh, but you can you can do research on that if you're curious about it, people. Um, and do your own research, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't that podcast. This is legit. This is not YouTube. <laughs> so. Um, so I think we're we're in a oh the question you asked a good question Tom you're you're talking about um, you said did the quality of the like in my eyes record was it too much it wasn't but I mean I also think we're, we see the opposite but it just takes one it takes one great record to break you into a sound you know what That's I mean true. like you can it's the reason I tell people like. I tell people we're into fast hardcore to check out some of the more metallic stuff here and there, um, because I still am not like a metal like a metalcore guy, right? But there's stuff that if you like Void and you like Dicroitzen, like you might not love Dead Guy, but you might. And if you like Rorschach, you could you could probably vibe on some Kiss It Goodbye. Oh, and yeah. that might oh, be yeah. the intro entry to some other stuff that you might have closed off. And yo, you might go down that hallway and there might be not be a bunch of other doors you want to open. But take the walk. You'll find some some things and expose yourself to stuff that over time you might be interested in. Yeah, all right. I've got a game for both of you. <laughs> Let's go. I'm gonna tell you what kind of band I'm in, and then I'm gonna give you a choice. Local metalcore, above average. Not ready for the big leagues yet. Uh, does have some uh, fast hardcore parts to it. They never really fit, but it, it's you know it's clearly the drummer or somebody in the band still feels feels the need to be a hardcore band despite the fact that we're clearly a metalcore band. Can you picture this type of band in your mind? Yes. Okay, I have a gun to your fucking heads. One gun, but both your heads are lined up. Okay. And I say, we can either sound like the chokehold record. Or the second, uh, fuck, uh, Howard Jones, what band, uh, uh, Jesse Leach. Well, I, how do I know that? No, how do I know the dudes in the bands and I don't know the fucking band? Uh, Kill Switch Engage? Kill Switch Engage. Oh. I, I can sound like the Chokehold record, Content with Dying, or whatever the fucking second <laughs> of, of that All band. Right. Yo, you ready for Which this? Which one? Tom, this is a trust fall. Take us wherever we're going to go. If I was in a metalcore, like, all right. So if we're I was doing in, the band, we're 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 all right. in the, this band. Patrick's pulled the gun and said, "Guys, this is our direction. We're either going this kill switch sound or chokehold." He's got the gun at my temple, and you're behind me, and I'm trust falling. I'm letting you take wherever you go is how we'll fall. I'm probably gonna die, but I'll probably go kill switch. Whoa, okay, Patrick, did you pull the trigger? No, I respected the fact that you guys committed. Because I, mean, I think in every band like that, there is a guy, you know what I mean? There's a, 
there's a person in the band that's like not totally. They just go like, yeah, I know, I know, I'm in a band like this, but this isn't really what I like. Yes, mm. you know what I mean. And yeah. more often, like even in my own part, like Justin Brown likes the Angry Simones. He doesn't listen to fucking anything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in the grand scheme of things, you go like he listens to, like. He'll listen up. He loves Earth Crisis and all that sort of shit. But it's not like he's not like the guy that's like, and then this deep cut fucking, me, you know, vegan metalcore band on Moo Cow Records. He's not that guy. <laughs> he likes fucking Black Flag and fucking. Yeah, like LA you know, Punk. Metal, right. like, you know, yeah, like fucking Minutemen. Yeah. But meanwhile, like if you were like, yo, you want to sound like this? Or if we could redo this and make it sound bigger, wouldn't you want it to sound bigger? He'd probably be like, maybe give me a little bigger. Not like everything all triggery right, and right, fucking right. big guitars and shit, but like sound like a big room. I mean, he, he's yeah. I, I think that would make sense if. Okay. I think Tom yeah. knows by going to the kill switch route that obviously in this band, Patrick, me and you are playing either bass or guitar because Tom's going to sing. That's a fact. And he's like, "Yo, I'll, if, I'll if we do the kill switch band, I can kick these fuckers out and get some good guitar players and guitar center <laughs> if I need to." <laughs> okay. But- Nobody in the scene's going to care. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I if I was choosing, I might have gone chokehold because we would have a better chance at it, but yo, that chokehold record would have been bigger. If it had better production, for sure. If it had better production, that's the thing. It's so influential, but like it's, it's a hard listen. Nobody's listening to it in 2021. I, I, and this is respectfully to the dudes in chokehold. I got nothing against you, but if if, if people, there's a reason why people say the same. What's that? They probably say the same. Oh yeah. Oh, I would hope. But like the, uh, uh, you're right. I think that that there's people that look. I saw people genuinely excited to see the uh, Smash or Be Smashed album version. Right, like mm-hmm. it's not really mm-hmm. an album version, but it, it's a studio version. Uh, genuinely excited, even though the live version of Smash or Be Smashed by Earth Crisis is excellent. It's fun, uh, but people were excited to hear. The, the, and I think on some level, Chokehold could do that. I don't think they look. Nobody wants to hear the re-recording of anything. We've talked about this. It's like rare that people are genuinely excited for it. But when your album straight up sounds like it was recorded in a flushing toilet, it's it might be time, you know? Uh, so, I don't know. I, I would be excited to hear those songs. But then people can't... Uh, a band that I'm not going to name, I, I they put out one demo and I wanted to put it out. It, their demo came out in 99 and I love it. And I wanted to put it out. <clears throat> Honestly, maybe I'll hit them up and see if they still want to do it. But when I said, Hey, can I put this out? Yeah. I'm not, none of us are going to make money. I just think it's awesome. They said, Oh yeah. Nobody's ever asked. That's sick. Uh, oh wait, can we re-record all the guitars and possibly have, uh, like, uh, the vocals done again. And I was like on a demo from the year 1999. You know what I mean? What are we doing? Oh, it's yeah. why but, I liked it. Leave it as it is. Yeah. But, I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. The, the The instinct is strong. So whatever. Anyway, one more question. Are you ready? Let's get it. Okay. Uh, Should we time these two? <laughs> we're going to say over the we're, plate, we're wrapping. Hard, over the plate, hardcore that has few melodic parts. Uh, we are totally out of uh, the zeitgeist out of the moment sort of thing mm-hmm. because we kind of look like defeater. You know, like we look like, like melodic hardcore guys. Okay. So it's not like, it's not like of the moment, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and, 
but our music is kind of people should like it more than they like it. It's 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 very solid hardcore, but you know our singer re- refuses to take off his his hat and it's a little too stylish and whatever. So we we we've got Wait, what kind of hat is he wearing that's stylish? Give me <laughs> is it a chapeau? Is he wearing a Red Sox hat? Like give me some juice. Yeah. It's gotcha a fed. hat. It's a yeah, it's a gotcha hat. He's wearing he's wearing gotcha hat. he's wearing okay. his Wall Street Bets hat. So he's wearing a Balenciaga hat. Yeah, precisely right. So I uh, now I have a harpoon gun to Bob's chest. Okay, but Tom, but Tom, you're directly behind him. I'm making the two sure. I'm making the two of you hold each yeah. other like you're on a motorcycle. Uh-huh. And it. I'm saying yeah. this will definitely pierce your heart, always stand. your yeah. heart as well. Uh, we can either sound like. The Youth of Today record. Okay. Or, mm, I'm trying to think of what is an arguably overproduced straight up hardcore record. Um, H2O. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Tom. <laughs> or we could sound like a oh, mid-period boy. H2O record. <laughs> What's it going to be, fellas? Decide. Tom, you want to go? What's or you it going to be, boy? It? Yes or oh, no? Oh, Jesus. Um... Like all right, so what what are our aims? Uh, we, we just trying to be like a local fuck around, like play the 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 tri-state area from when around where we are, or we're like trying to do it. Okay, so here's the deal: uh, we know that we're playing more solid hardcore than our contemporaries, even in our own town. But we just aren't with the. We don't look right. We don't like. We're, we're kind of. We don't fit ki- in with our peers. Yeah, we're kind. Okay. We're, we're kind of Johnny Come Latelys. So, so we kind of get shitted on. You know what I mean? That energy. All right. So in that case, give me break down the walls production. Interesting. So you want to fight the stereotype, Bob? Are you going to lean into the stereotype? No, 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 no. For this energy, uh, especially given where we're at on it, you got to start. You got to start in a place of rage and work yourself. Especially if you got melodic parts in your music, you got to start there and work your way up. Because if you go in, especially early release, this is pre-release, like top you, quality. Yeah, come on, like, man. You know how far that goes. Yeah, and then people look at you, and go, "Well, yeah, of course. You, of course, you got money f- to pay for a fucking good studio. Your fucking bass player is a dentist." Yo, I, I, can I say something that I'm like a big hypocrite on? In this, in this instance, Patrick also has a tooth jewel. So yes, go ahead. <laughs> There's a band that we all like that happens to come from money, uh-huh. and there's also a band that I don't like that happens to come from money, and. I think it's I crazy know. that these two acts conduct themselves very differently in my view from each other. And that mm-hmm. informs why I like fuck with one more than the other naturally, aside from their music. I'd fuck with them both if I both really liked their music. But the point is, do you guys ever get in a bag about, is, is it just down to the way you carry yourself or can it just be down to the fact that, that you're moneyed up? Like whether or not I like your band, not your band, but like, like the way you carry I, yourself. I hope everybody in, in in this call would say they like they they can admit when something's good, right? Yeah, Let's all say course. that we can admit when something's good. Sure, but I'm saying like, all right. So if I'm there's two good bands from fucking your Belinda. Yep, yep. And one band acts like they're like from the streets. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the other band goes, "I'm lucky. My dad was a senator." Yep. What do I like better? Yeah. Which one? I go what, for the guy I mean, who's honest about his dad being a senator. Yeah, I f- kind of feel the same way. Yeah. Well, well, there's the lean in on that is that you feel like there's one is is being uh, transparent, right? You know, um, 
you know, yes, yes. I, I don't know. I don't. This often, just on my, this I don't just often on my check mind. the pockets of my favorite artists, but I uh, would know. Yeah, but but when I do, uh, <laughs> I guess I prefer the transparency. Patrick, I think we're doing a whole show next week where you just come up with weird ass games to try. Like usually, <laughs> I'm the one who comes up with games. You're gonna have to come up with games for next week. That one's on my uh, mind. You would- because a, a, fr- a mutual friend of this podcast is very dismissive uh, of a band that we all like uh-huh. because his attitude is uh, they don't got to try. Like, because if they fail, they can just go oh, back. There's no pressure. The, okay. They can go back to their folks. But it's like, I mean, I see that to a point too because it's like, yo, know, if I had rich fam- like rich parents, I'd work at a fucking record store. Sure. But what I'm saying is like, it's not like. It's not like rap, it's not like the the mythos that we have about rap music where where it's like Black Rob saying I had no other I had no other plans. It was this or I would starve to death. Like that's not the situation with most hardcore bands. Most hardcore bands are just trying to make an impact on the culture that they like, have a fun few years. And, sure. And, and and so it's not the same. So like when somebody says they don't got to try, it's like I mean none of us got to try. <laughs> You know what I mean? yeah, we're not we're not making the yeah we're not buying our first fucking mansion of hardcore yeah yeah i'm not putting my mom in a house off of hardcore music so like no, certainly it, not it's so i don't know i but it, that so it's been on my mind a little bit because he's always dismissive of, of a band that i think is good but like real, real, real quick is this is this friend of the pot is this fella is are they uh younger are they under 30 they are okay uh, okay. It took me. Uh, this is this is PSA part two, and I won't be as as direct about it. But it is. It took me a long time in life, probably till my mid twenties, and then I kind of got over it to realize that like the the guy who was born, guy gal, whatever, the person who was born with a silver spoon, it ain't their fault. No, don't it's be the mad porn. at him about it. Yeah, don't be mad at him. Don't be jealous. That shit just reflects on you. You know. That's a fact. And, and it's hard, and I, I gotta admit, real hard. Like there was, the, when I was in high school, I think it was junior year, and I probably have told this because we've talked for fucking four hundred hours on this podcast. But, um, yo, my parents straight up were like, yo, you better figure out college because we ain't give, we ain't got no money for you. We got nothing, and uh, you know, like strictly middle of the road, middle middle class style stuff. But then, you know, as I was getting into high school, end of high school, out of high school, my folks went through it. Things were rough. I, you know, I wasn't in the house for a lot of it, but it wasn't easy. So uh, I certainly felt that, like, pang of, like, oh, these kids, people, you know, the, the kids I knew whose parents bought them a brand-new car and da-da-da, all that stuff. You know, the earlier you realize that that doesn't matter, the better you are. Because I've met some people who are in that situation – who couldn't have been better people? Hearts of, of gold. None of that mattered. I've met people who were assholes, and I've met broke assholes too. I've met a so, lot of broke assholes. So, uh, so don't worry about the cash, folks. Is what I'm saying. And Patrick's not going to have a time card for the next two months. Don't worry about it. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> working show for up fun. I can't. Believe you're literally volunteering. <laughs> I need That's to incredible. Get out of you're just like yeah. I, I, I just, I, I just wanted to get out. Yo, Tom. My, my roommate is taking selfies and Tom. Yeah, yeah. L- listen, <laughs> these LA apartments—they look like cat boxes. 
Like I look like I'm in like a kitty litter box all the time. And and you don't realize that outside, because this this mill job, I call it a mill job, but it, like I, I think we've probably talked about this. Factories are crazy. Factories don't look like factories in movies. Factories look pretty weird. Like this one's wide open. By the way, everybody, here's a tip for life in case you're really down on your luck. If you don't look rough, but you look like you work, you look rough enough that you work with your hands, but you don't look rough enough that you've been living on the street, you can legitimately walk into any sort of working class job and people just assume you're a new hire. Yes. I straight up just yes. walk through this place past the office. Nobody yes. knows who I am. I'm not nope. even on a time card. You know what I mean? Nobody knew who I was as a, still. So like, do I put on the mask? Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody cared about my role at this mill job until I put on the mask. So <laughs> it, it, it's uh but it, how fascinating is that? You could just walk into shit. I walked into this shit like it was like, oh yeah, he must be new. He's got a, uh, you know, he's he's got. No, if you uh, walk anywhere, you can you walk adapt into it. the mill. I was Yo. born in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, my my theory on life is you can walk into just about anywhere if you act like you should be there. It's, yeah, act like you belong. If you don't look like, if you look like a head, like you're looking for your your home part, like your person. Yep. Like you can literally like you walk in the fucking garden and you're like, oh yeah, I'm just looking for J- Julius Randall. You got him. Like you, as long as Yo, you act like you've been there before. Tom, literally, that was this. I've walked into Staples Center. You can just walk into places. Just if, right. especially just don't look shut. Right yeah, 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 yeah. If you know where you're going, you can walk in anywhere. All right. Um, we were gonna have some more. Totally not related. Yes, I have two. Qu- I have questions for. Pat. Yes, you do it. Please. That a pre- no, but these are pre-production. These are not really. Well, all right. Oh, so it's not when are you hearing? No, I well, I can wait then. Yeah. No, no. Oh, no. For air, for air. It's a good. I, no, I wanted to know when I'm going to be in California, and then he's going to be in New York, and I wanted to know when those times were going to be. <laughs> this I is think a funny I miss one. you because yeah. I, I I arrive. I take a a train on the twentieth and arrive on the twenty second. I think. To Albany. Albany. Oh There's no! Way. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. I got. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Bob. I'm sending you something right now. Yep. Uh, I, I'm going to describe this to you guys. Uh, I, Tom, I'm not trying to derail you, but uh, before I lose sight, uh, I follow. Tom, keep your eye on the prize. I follow a woman on Instagram who uh-huh. uh, is an Australian. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm seeing a theme here. And uh, she's she lives in Miami now. Uh, I believe she is a dancer. Um, kind of like a maybe in some ways a ludicrous looking person. Okay. But, uh, she, so, okay. Is it fair to say that all of Australia would be kind of exotic to most of our friends? Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So if I took a flight to Adelaide, which is like mm-hmm. a totally fine city, but not remarkable to Australians, but I took photos there as though it was a destination or interesting Nobody yeah. back home would know, right? They would just no. assume, oh, that's like an, a cool Australian place. Yes. Name a place in the United States that you could not impress anybody with. Indianapolis. Good guess. <laughs> All right. Keep going. Uh, couldn't like, yeah, so it's not, Salt like, Lake it's City. not like a beautiful nature, but there's some beautiful nature. Though. No, you got Salt this, Lake City, you've got the mountains on all sides. The salt, you know, the Great Salt Lake is gross as hell. It uh, is gross fucking as hell. disgusting, and it <laughs> smells like fall. But yes, exactly. Lots of Okay, flies. so um, check it right. out. Th- uh, this woman who lives, with, uh, she's a beautiful woman. She's got yeah. a beautiful, handsome man. Yep. They live in Miami now, but 
they get on a plane. They're like New York bound. Okay, where would you presume people are going in New York if they're beautiful people? Oh, obviously, yeah, New York City, City no the question. City. Right? But Bob, would you look at your your Instagram, please? I just sent you a DM. All right, I am looking at my what, Instagram right now because I mute you. Let's no. see. Yeah, you might. Yeah. Oh, lovely Rochester. Wow. Could you imagine trying to sell Rochester to people in Australia no. as a place? No. I fucking... I, look. Oh, I'm, I'm clicking through, and they're welcome to sleepy Rochester, wink face. Okay. At least Ithaca has, is gorgeous. Oh, yes. very, beautiful, very beautiful person here. But why are they... Look at her dude. Her dude is beautiful, too. Great looking guy. Very good looking couple. Um, Here's the Brownwater uh, River. Cool. Yep. Now they're showing. Oh Jesus! Is that, the court, is that the mighty Mohawk? It is Court Street Bridge. Here it is. Look at this. All right, he's walking. Going to the penny jar. Going to I'm going to say that there's one where he, where the dude is walking over a bridge and he's making it look cool because your attention is on him and he's working. He's walking through like a what looks like a revamped industrial area, but I swear to you, you can also see the Blue Cross Hospital and realize that things aren't that great. <laughs> Um, oh, look, we're in the country now. Oh, look, it's country. It's green. Oh, there's the brown water. Oh, it's 17 degrees Celsius, which means what, like 50? Can you just mm. imagine going from from no, Australia, Australia, probably here. Gold Coast, oh, to yeah. Miami, oh. which is like some people don't like it, but it's undeniably beautiful and yes. glamorous. And then you're going to fucking Rochester. Yeah, and man. selling it with the same energy. I loved it. I'm like dying looking at this. It's fucking great. Yes, yeah. yeah, Rochester and Syracuse would probably be up there in places that you're like can't impress anybody. No. Like Pittsburgh is, has like the bridges. Yeah. I like oh Pittsburgh. Right, Pittsburgh's right angle. You can make Pittsburgh look good. Yeah. Oh, you come Buffalo's in. Buffalo's got the fucking fall. It's, it's <sighs> Buffalo's tough, but yeah. Syracuse no. isn't much, man. No. Rochester. Thank you for their bands, but goddamn. Yeah, Syracuse now, is rough. Tom, I went off on one. Please go. Yes. So he was asking you about timing. You believe we can do this after the game, okay. after the show. Well, well, hey, uh, we may or may not actually record in real life, but we'll see. Teaser. Mm. Cliffhanger. Let's go. 